What is going on, my fellow geeks? Three movies with elves and a guy with a white beard. Not a lot of people accept it as canon. 2022 will be the year of Star Wars. Well, I have more than just one piece of geek news. I have been Isaac Hunter. Which is like high culture, but better. Hello, fellow geeks, and welcome back to Raving Geeks, the weekly pop culture podcast where we talk about all things geeky and geek culture, which is like high culture, but better. My name is Hope Goodearl, host of the Raving Geeks podcast, along with my co-host Carter, who will introduce himself in a minute with our question of the week. If you're just joining us for the first time and want to check out more of our episodes, you can find them at cm-life.com and any other place that you listen to podcasts like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or YouTube. Just search Central Michigan Life Podcasts, Raving Geeks. Uh, so we actually have a question of the week from a listener, and I was given permission to modify it slightly. Uh, so Carter, who is your favorite Batman to like uh, which actor or voice actor or version of a Batman character. So if you don't have a favorite Batman, but you have a favorite like version of um, Harley Quinn, that's just the first one uh, popped in my head, then, you know, who would that be for you? Uh, I'm Carter Sally, and um, I guess it's probably Robert Pattinson's right now. It's the one that's most fresh in my mind, other than Kevin Conroy, who will be missed. But I think Robert Pattinson had so much going for him because he gained a lot of attention that people were like, oh, he's not going to be a good Batman because he was in Twilight. Little vampire boy isn't going to be a good Batman. And I think that he proved everybody wrong. And I think he's the most accurate version of Batman we've ever seen put on screen besides Michael Keaton's, I think. How about you, Hope? Um. So I'll be honest and say that I know Michael Keaton was Batman um, because, I mean, part of it when he joined the Spider-Man Homecoming cast, um, but also because there, Tom Holland has like this argument with his best friend um, about who would win a fight, Spider-Man or Batman. And so I was like, well, now Tom Holland can say the Spider-Man would win because he beat Michael Keaton. Mm-hmm. Um but honestly, besides Robert Pattinson, the only one that I've seen is um, Christian Bale. Um, I do remember seeing a really old one one time, but I don't remember who that was. Um, but I will say that my favorite um, Catwoman or Selena Kyle is honestly Anne Hathaway's version. Mm. And I don't know like, if she really has gotten much credit for it but she did a really good job of playing like that it wasn't quite like misleading but it was very much like that stealthy kind of like sneaks up on you type and that's definitely what I see is Catwoman um versus um Zoe Kravitz's Catwoman um I think hers was a little bit too out there for me. So definitely Anne Hathaway's Catwoman. Mm, yeah. All right. Um, so as always on Raving Geeks, we like to give you guys some geek news for the week. Um, but anything geeky. So Carter, do you want to start us off this week? Yeah, I got a few tidbits of news going on here. Uh, um, Toby McGuire recently confirmed that he said he'd play Spider-Man again if he was asked so that's really exciting and it's basically a guarantee that he'll show up in secret wars uh galactus is reportedly the main villain for the marvel studios fantastic four movie which is also very exciting even though i like for him to be set up as a big bad for the fantastic four franchise um it's still cool that that he'll probably most likely be uh more accurate than the fox version um eddie murphy Eddie Murphy recently confirmed that he played Donkey again in a potential Shrek 5, which I thought was exciting. And we had uh, two new trailer releases from big movies. Uh, Shazam Fury, The Gods got a second trailer. And the new Stephen King movie, The Boogeyman, got its first trailer. And that's all my news. Um, Well, going off your news of um, trailers dropping, the, oh, why am I blanking on the name of it? 
It's the Jennifer Aniston and um, Adam Sandler movie, which, you know, is so great at saying which movie it is because they are in a few different movies together. Mm-hmm. Um, the one on Netflix. Oh, my gosh. Murder Mystery. Murder Mystery 2. It got the trailer released today. They were uh, hyping it up yesterday during the AFC Championship game. Um, where they gave a little teaser for it and pretended like it was being held hostage or like in a negotiation, but it dropped today as well. Um, so I'm super excited for that because they are hilarious together. Mm-hmm. Um, in other news, we have for not quite Broadway World, but Theater World, James Monroe Englehart um, will be playing Louis Armstrong in the Broadway aimed A Wonderful World in New Orleans and Chicago. Um, so James Monroe Englehart, um, he is most known for playing the genie in Aladdin on Broadway. Mm-hmm. He was also in one of the runs of Hamilton. Um, but So it's basically going to the musical is going to talk about uh, Louis Armstrong's um, musical path from New Orleans to Chicago with performances scheduled for October 1st through 8th at the Sanger Theater in New Orleans and October 11th through 29th at Chicago's Cadillac Palace. Um, so I am super excited about it. It's from his early days in New Orleans through five decades of international stardom through the eyes of women in his life, uh, in Louis Armstrong's life. Um, so we've got Anastasia Victory and um, Michael O. Mitchell are going to provide original music, arrangements, orchestrations, um, and music direction with choreography by Ricky Tripp. And then, <clears throat> Um, the associate director is Christina Sajus, uh, Sajus. and then Arila Michael is the associate choreographer. I haven't gotten any other like updates on um, other casting for like any of the females in Louis Armstrong's life, but I'm super excited. I told my family, I was like, okay, so Chicago trip, because we did name a cat after Louis Armstrong. Um, we have Outer Banks star Chase Stokes and then um, actress Sydney Taylor are set for a new young adult romance. Um, I'm not sure if it was a movie or a TV show because it didn't specify, but the um, book Marked Men by Nick Castevez, Casa Vitez. I can not flip letters around. That would be great. Um, So I'm super excited for that. Chase Stokes has been doing a really good job on Outer Banks. Um, We finally have who is playing Poseidon, Poseidon. Why am I saying Poseidon? Poseidon and Zeus. Uh, Rick Riordan and the Percy Jackson series shared on Instagram. And I am happy to announce that Lance Reddick is going to be playing Zeus. And then Toby Stevens is Poseidon, and I am even more excited about Toby Stevens um, because he is, first off, he is Dame Maggie Smith's son. Um, so McGonagall's son is going to be playing uh, Poseidon, but he also played a pirate on the show Black Sails. So he already has some knowledge on like water and everything like that. Um, but he's a phenomenal actor. He was also in the second season of Alex Ryder. Um, so yeah, we finally get to know who they are. Finally. Um, the Recruit on Netflix just put out season one not that long ago. Netflix has finally done something right and has renewed it for a season two, which will be coming out next year in 2024 which is still really weird to say. I keep thinking 2024 is two years away. Um, there We are two weeks away from the Fast 10 trailer being launched where we get to see the massive cast, um, including Jason Momoa, um, coming out for part of the Fast and Furious 
um, saga. When the Teen Wolf movie on Paramount Plus released, it, it breaks the Paramount Plus record for most watched original movie in the first day. Um, so if anyone thought that Teen Wolf was dead because the TV show ended, clearly does not know how fandoms work, and especially when we're in the technology era where everything can um, be brought back. Um, Zabumafu, if anybody is like me, where Zabumafu was your whole childhood with the um, Krat brothers, um, Zabumafu turned 24 years old on January 25th. Just really weird to think about that I am older than the show Zabumafu, but at the same time, it kind of makes sense because otherwise it wouldn't be part of my childhood. Um, and then we've got some sad news going on uh, for anyone in the music world that really likes Panic at the Disco. Um, but Brendan Urie is officially um, come out and said that this, the end of this. Um, tour that they've got going on right now will be the end of Panic at the Disco. Um, he says, I am going to bring this chapter of my life to an end and put my focus and energy on my family. And with that, Panic at the Disco will be no more. Um, I think there are mixed reviews on this just based on what like a couple former bandmates have said about him. Um, but I mean, he does have an amazing voice, so I hope that he continues in music at some point. Um, but yeah, it's a little bit sad note to end on. So I'll end on a little bit happier of news. Um, so we have the Super Bowl coming up. I realize this isn't super geeky, um, but the Super Bowl is coming up in two weeks, two Sundays from now. And there's, um, super important news so jared phillips is going to be one of the um referees for the game and you might be thinking okay so how is this news he is actually part of the cherokee nation um so the native americans uh cherokee nation in and this is going to be um like one of the very first times that a Native American is officiating super big um, sporting event, which I think is awesome, especially with all the other firsts that are happening for the Super Bowl. Um, like this is the first time that two black quarterbacks will be playing against each other. Um, a brother pair duo is going to be playing against each other with the Kelsey brothers. Um, which makes their mom the first mom to uh, have both of her sons in the Super Bowl playing against each other. Uh, but yeah, I just thought that that was super cool to learn about. Um, I follow the Cherokee Nation and a few other um, Native American tribes on TikTok, which you guys can as well, because they teach the language and share more about their culture, which I think is really cool. So that's my recommendation for now, but I'll also recommend it at the end during our recommendations. Um, so now on to our geek topic, which actually Carter came up with this week. Because um, as I said at the beginning, this is my final season with Raving Geeks, so I'm trying to hand the reins over to him. Uh, I am doing it a little slowly because I don't want to give it up. But I do understand that Carter needs to learn and practice how to do it. So Carter's um, topic for this week was the characters that have influenced us as people. Um, and I really liked that idea. And so Carter, what was your thinking behind this topic before we get into it just a little bit more? Um, I don't know. I just like the topic about um, we care so much about movies and TV shows and those characters that are in those movies and TV shows. And um, I thought it was such a curious idea to be like, why do we like those characters and why do we tend to root for them? And I, I picked out three characters that have impacted me throughout my life. And I thought Hope could do the same. And I just thought it was a really good idea to have a nice conversation with. Great. So... Mm -hmm. Um, as you said, three characters that we um, 
identify with and like have been influenced by um impacted our lives so I went about this also because I'm a total book nerd like I am sure y'all who have been listening to this podcast for a while with me on it know exactly which fandom one of my characters is going to be from um but Carter what is um the first character for you that impacted your life the most Hmm. the first character I decided to pick out was Ahsoka from the Star Wars series um I was about it was 2009 when the Clone Wars movies uh when the Clone Wars movie released and I was about nine years old and it was the first time I saw Ahsoka on screen and first time going through I hated her I didn't like how cocky and arrogant she was compared to Anakin and then the Clone Wars series came out and through time and through Clone Wars and Rebels and now the Mandalorian, uh, she kind of grew up with me. She was my first crush as a kid. And when she was a teenager, I was a teenager. And when she became an adult, I was like graduating from high school and going on to college. And now seeing her as an adult in, Man- in Mandalorian and me as an adult, it, it, it made me really realize how much I cared for the character and seeing her in live action for the first time after seeing her in animation for like, oh, I think it's been over 12 years. Uh, it was really, really special for me. But one thing that Ahsoka has taught me is to always be brave and to never put yourself down. Like through the show and as she matured from kid to an adult, she had various challenges that she would doubt herself as a person and somebody would always have to remind her like Anakin or Obi-Wan or whoever she was with to no, you are your own person Ahsoka and you can do this and there were it it's, it's always been a great inspiration to me as I've been through multiple things in my life that I I thought I could never do and that I always come back to that character for advice and as a reminder that even though I don't seem capable of something, as long as I put my mind to it, I can do it. Yeah, nice. Um, I definitely understand that. Um, You were saying a character you grew up with, and I mean, that kind of leads perfectly into (laughs) who my first character is. Um, But on yours too, like Ahsoka, she's played by well, she has a new show coming out, right? Like that's yeah, she's played her. by Rosario Dawson. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. And like, I always feel like Rosario Dawson is usually she always plays the super strong characters. Like they have, they will show the softer side or like the side that they don't necessarily want to be shown. The character mm-hmm. doesn't want the world to know about, but she always plays them so like with such strength and elegance too her acting so mm-hmm. I think the way you described Ahsoka and how I view Rosario Dawson I can definitely see her doing a fantastic job um for the tv show yeah she's been the perfect pick so far like she's had one episode of the Mandalorian she's had one episode in the book of Boba Fett and she it's such great casting what's really funny about that how she got that job was that people were already fan casting and making fan art of her and Dave Filoni saw that called up George Lucas to make sure it was okay to bring her into live action. And he cast Rosario Dawson in that role. And I think it's worked out beautifully. Uh, I can't wait for her to have her own show. And this is going to be the first Star Wars project uh, that's not animated to have an alien character as the main character. It's never been done before. So it's very exciting to see that. Yeah. Um, so I will say, like I said, my character, I will say my very first character is going to be no surprise to people what fandom there this is from, um, especially if you're on YouTube and recognize my background. Um, it is the Great Hall, or not the Great Hall, the Grand Staircase with all of the portraits in Harry Potter. Um, and my first character is actually Hermione Granger. Um, it was interesting to like think about it because... Honestly, most of the characters on my list, when I I created like a big list, just trying to think of as many as I could, and then just kind of narrowed it down from there. Um, But there were a lot of characters that were male for me that impacted my life. And I think it's partly because of how females were um, portrayed 
in a lot of the shows and stuff that I was watching growing up and like not saying that I watched they were bad shows or anything but like when I go back and think about it um just how a lot of the females I didn't fully connect to like I might connect to what they're going through but not the character themselves and Hermione especially like in the having read the books first and then seeing the movie as well um she is a character that she exudes so much like dominance but at the same time like she does fall back on her friends to help pick her up at times and so it shows like it's okay to be the strong friend who knows a lot who's really good at what they do but also is willing and like wants to have those connections to rely on your friends and to like have those people that you can rely on um but she was also like the nerdy girl that is just like super badass Mm -hmm. without being like transformed in any way like a lot of times you'll get the nerdy girl that i'll give the example uh princess diaries when um mia goes from the super bushy curly haired with thick glasses and thick eyebrows to um the super pretty woman that you can see as an actual princess like Mm -hmm. there's so many of that narrative where the nerdy girl in order to get more power has to go and be extra pretty like to standards and Hermione was never that way like she just kind of became that way mostly through puberty especially if Emma Watson going through uh, puberty, but um, she didn't have to go through any big transformation to be that badass, and that was, like, one of the big characters that really impacted my life, um, especially in the confidence (laughs) and growing up needing those role models and stuff. So, that was mine. Mm Mm-hmm. So for your second character, how did you go about um, picking your second character? Like, what were you looking for? Um, I just always looked through, you know, I took a look at my comic book collection and just books. And I just kind of took a look back and like what characters really stuck out through me throughout my life and like which ones that I really related to. And my uh, second pick is actually Peter Parker or Spider-Man. a lot of people will say like the, oh, he taught me with great power came great responsibility. That, that's not the lesson that he taught me. A lesson he taught me is with when life gives you, gives you lemons, make lemonade because Peter Parker has always been the down on his luck, uh, crappy uh, living style, never good with girls kind of character. But um, he's always grown above it and with the powers of spider-man and just being himself he can make such a big difference in the world and he's like been through some rough stuff in the comics like green goblin killing off his girlfriend gwen stacy or if you read one more day he made a deal with mefesto in order to make the world forget about his identity of peter parker he had to give up the marriage of him and Mary Jane to literally the devil himself and they forgot about each other but after that deal he went back and he dated MJ again and made her remember he was always a character just like never ever give up and um that's why I've always loved like even I brought a little Spider-Man figure (laughs) with me to college just as that little symbol is never never ever give up nice Mm -hmm. I will say, I I mean, I gave a little bit of explanation of how I came up with this. Um, But my second character is definitely one that I don't think truly impacted my life until I was older and could, like, fully understand, like, his significance and importance and the whole pun with his name, um, which I kind of got as a kid. But also, like, it also was that, woo, right over the head. Um, War and Peace from Sky High, which was back in 2005. Um, So I was about eight at the time that that movie came out. Um, But War and Peace was, like, 
probably one of the first teddy bear characters that I had ever seen um, where, you know, he's all like mean and scary on the outside, but then like with his friends, he's like, nah, like we're fine. But then he's also not like the super duper teddy bear where he's just like um, the complete opposite. He still had like those zingers of like sarcasm and honestly, now that I'm also saying it, this is kind of my best friend. And so this is probably why it impacted me um, more because I saw War and Peace and my best friend. Um, that like, so for those of you who don't know, his, I think it was his mom is a superhero and his dad was a super villain. So War and Peace is his name, War and Peace. Um, which, like I said, as a kid, went wee over my head. Um, but, yeah, he was... He he makes me laugh because of, like, they show him in this school, like, the first time you really see him, um, he's sitting alone um, by himself at the lunch table, and they're like, no, don't, um, don't interact with him because, you know his dad and your dad are super enemies and um and then when Layla and Will were supposed to have like a date together and then he forgets because um he was with Gwen you know Warren comes over and then he's like this guy that he doesn't have to be super mushy or anything to make her feel better he's just like no here's the truth Will sucks because he forgot. He obviously sucks and you shouldn't like be friends with him. Um, but then like also understands why Layla has that um, connection to him and why she's like, no, he's still my best friend. Like it makes sense. Um, and then of course he comes and he's like, okay, I'll help you guys. I'll help the sidekicks like um to save the school and save everyone and he's actually a great guy even though he's got the bad boy exterior um but yeah his sarcasm and like truthfulness is honestly my best friend um we haven't been best friends for like as long or like the same time frame as will and layla because theirs was kindergarten or first grade um because whenever you do the the bean growing thing um and because the whole thing was you know will couldn't understand why hers was growing so fast and so she took pity on him and told him about her powers um my best friend and i met technically in fifth grade um but <laughs> didn't truly meet and become friends until sixth grade um we've been best friends ever since and she and I can just like riff on each other and just kind of make fun of each other and do it in a way that's not like how some people make fun of you and try and put you down it's not in that way it's like hey this is your good quality don't forget this is your good quality um which you can also see Layla trying to do with War and Peace in the movie um and I definitely wish that that movie had gotten a sequel or even now, like, you know, the 90s show, that 90s show came out that's a sequel to that 70s show. So why can't we have, like, a Sky High sequel that's about all their kids, you know? I think that would be great. So, um, our third character. Did you have any sort of ranking or were these just, like, they all kind of made the same impact? No, they all kind of made the same Im impact in my okay. life. Um. So your third character, um, who was it? Uh, my third character was Kermit the Frog, actually. Uh, I know what people are thinking. They're like, oh my God, they had me. He had me with Spider-Man, but now he's talking about relating to a felt Muppet. I'm out of here. Now, hold on a second. Uh, Kermit the Frog is actually a really special one to me because he always taught me to open your heart to everyone around you. Uh, me and my mom love watching the Muppets as a kid, as people uh, previously watched probably know that I love the Muppets. Uh, Kermit the Frog was always one that I always related to because I always saw myself as Kermit. I'm usually like um, 
so in our household, I was known as the AV guy. And I always felt like Kermit the Frog when choosing something for my family to watch, you know. Oh, we got a good show, everybody. I've got a lot of, a lot of good things, actually. Um, but throughout the Muppet Show, you can actually see Kermit. Um, not everything goes correctly on the Muppet Show. And there's always an excuse why. And he's always, like, super cool about it because he knows that other people have their problems that he he puts other his 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 uh, flippers in other people's shoes, and he always taught me to just be kind to people. And uh, when people are kind to you, when you're kind to people, people are kind to you. And um, I always just saw myself as Kermit the Frog, like when he gets super upset. Uh, that's how I usually am when I look upset because I'm not the person to get typically angry or sad. I usually am like the ha happy bouncy one of the group. Um, and yeah, Kermit the Frog was always just one of my favorite characters to watch. And he plays banjo and I play guitar. So, yeah. I mean, if it makes you feel better. Um, actually, no, it's not technically Blue's Clues. But, I mean, Blue's Clues was a big part of my life, but so was Zaboomafu. Mm. And so... For people who are like, why would you pick a Muppet? Well, listen, people, I bet you if we went back in your childhood and looked at all these TV shows or looked at what you're watching on TikTok, because we all know there's a side of TikTok that is watching Bluey episodes and using mm -hmm. Bluey sounds, um, Bluey and Bingo. So it's a cartoon dog that lives in a dog world <laughs> where dogs can talk and walk on two legs okay you're not allowed to judge anyone uh for what characters impacted their life because there are a lot of animated and um faux live action characters okay i mean how many of you fell in love with grogu looking at carter's background you know <laughs> come on yeah yeah that's right <laughs> well he's also a little green muppet <laughs> exactly he looks just a little robot so i will say i i'm kind of sad that we never got like any kids from miss piggy and kermit because i really wanted to see the pig and frog version oh no of, that's like... actually that's actually not true there is oh. a lost muppet christmas special called a muppet christmas where it shows what uh miss piggy and kermit's kids would look like and it's really funny it's just a green pig and a pink frog <laughs> it's and it's and the pink frog mm -hmm. is actually the same model as robin um kermit's nephew and there's also that family guy uh segment where they're like well miss piggy I don't think that we should have done that. And the baby's like, kill me. And it's like half pig and half Muppet. It's super disturbing, but really, really funny of what would actually happen if Kermit and Miss Piggy had kids. So there is well, that. <laughs> I guess we know what Carter's recommending, so we all catch up on his knowledge. <laughs> um, I will say I, I had a hard time picking for my third one. Um, because like there were two that were super important um one is a human one's an alien and there's also animated mm -hmm. um and so i'll say them both but uh so the first the human is annabeth chase um from the percy jackson series she was kind of like um hermione granger only she was more of like the fighting aspect of Hermione Granger and Hermione was like more the books, but it, they are very similar characters. Um, and Annabeth is actually the reason why I, I always claim um, Athena as possibly my Greek godparent if we lived in um, a world of half-bloods and demigods and, you know, Greek gods and everything. Um, I will say basically every test that I have ever taken that says who is your godly parent has always been Poseidon, even the ones that uh, Rick Riordan created specifically have always been Poseidon, mm -hmm. um, which is very honest and truthful, although I never wanted to admit it when I was younger because I had a huge crush on Logan Lerman and you know I was like hey, you know fan fiction dating mm -hmm. Percy but 
can't do that if I'm his half sister, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you know, she she was more the badass version, and um, like she also was when you're ADHD and also a book nerd, and you can remember who was in what movie you might not always be able to remember the actor's name but you can be like oh that's you know so and so from this movie or you know that tv show and then you know people look at you like what the heck are you talking about how do you know this um and annabeth was kind of the same way um because you know her mom is the goddess of wisdom and you know so she's been weird this entire time Mm -hmm. um and like with her family, with her dad, and then her half siblings, um, with her stepmom, like she even felt even more of the oddball out. So it was really nice to be able to um, connect that way. Um, I couldn't connect with the dyslexia, but I could connect to the demigods with being ADHD. Um, but my alien animated. Uh, character that was tied with Annabeth is Stitch from Lilo and Stitch mm-hmm. um and he is probably one that that movie really impacted more of my life again as I was older like as a kid honest that was like my one of my favorite movies um I can still talk in his <laughs> voice although apparently it's not as high pitched as mm-hmm. it once was. Um, and I always told people, never ask me how I do it, because I honestly have no idea. Like, I know my tongue does something, but on, after that, I'm shades out. I don't know what's happening with my voice. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, you know, I could be Stitch, and I, but like later on in my life, it was about like, the whole line of Ohana means family. Family means no one gets left behind or forgotten. Um, and I didn't go through what Lilo and Nani went through of losing parents. Um, but for me, with like mental health and not being diagnosed with ADHD until I'm in my adult life and then pandemic, woo, um, you know, that line is super important to me. But it's also like that movie and Stitch coming into their lives is also about like, you know, that found family, but also like accepting for who you are um, and not having to like change yourself. Because like Lilo, when she first gets Stitch and he goes on that rampage of like destroying everything in her room, she just puts the lay on him and he calms down. (laughs) And she's like, yeah, okay, we have some things to work on because, you know, you got to control your anger and your destructive habits. Um, But she wasn't like, no, you need to hide this. We're taking you back to the pound. It was just, we can work on this. We can, you know, help you to understand and use your abilities for good, which was also part of the uh, Lilo and Stitch TV series with all the cousins, all the other um, experiments was... You know, they were destructive in whatever until they found the place where they belonged and where they fit. Um, so, yeah, that was a big part of who I am, who, as I was growing up, and especially now in my adult life, definitely one of the mantras that I follow um, on a relatively daily basis or, you know, as needed. So, mm-hmm. I was just thinking, I know this has nothing to do with our topic, I was just thinking about the scene where he first comes out of the ship, and he's pointing the gun at the little frog and, like, poking it, and then the truck comes along and hits him. Yep. <laughs> Such the, a funny movie. There's, so also relating this back to my best friend, wow, she's coming up a lot in this episode, but she doesn't listen to this, um, which I know, how dare she? Um, but so there's a meme, I don't know if you've seen it, where, like, Lilo is praying and She's like, you know, please send yeah, me an then angel. Like, ah, ah. He comes yeah. out of the ship, like laughing. Yeah, I, I love that meme. That, yep, that is like, so yep. good. <laughs> That's my best friend because, you know, we're, I am the, like, one who's, like, the calm and, you know, kind of book nerdy. She's book nerdy, too, but not as much. I, like, 
I swear now, but I can also like control when I swear. So I'm not swearing around children or certain people. And she, yeah, she's like the opposite type person. But so, you know, Lilo and Stitch. Yeah, I'm definitely the Stitch. Like Connell is my best friend, Connell is definitely the calm person. Meanwhile, I'm Stitch coming out of the asteroid. (laughs) Yep. Out of his destructed ship because destroyed strip destroyed ship that is not a tongue twister but my brain apparently thought it was um you know that it's the fireball and all of the chaos at once and yeah and then you meet your person and then you find ways to control your chaos and use your chaos for good yeah all right so those were our top three um, but of course, being super nerds, being geeks, um, there are going to be millions of characters that impact us, uh, both good and bad. So, Carter, who is your honorable mention for like the character that told you what not to be or how not to act? It def- um, ooh, it's probably Star-Lord because... Um because of the, we have shared trauma, you know, his mom died, my mom died, but he, I dealt with my mother's trauma, my mother's death trauma right on while he delayed it until his adult years. And another character would definitely be Anakin Skywalker from Star Wars, because I have felt (laughs) that type of passion and anger before, but never have acted on it. Yeah, that is completely fair. Mm -hmm. Um, I ask the question and then it just goes away from my mind. Oh, um, Luke Castellan from the Percy Jackson series, you know, he's mm-hmm. so angry at the gods that he's able to be corrupted. But then you can also see like the counter side with Percy because Percy never knew about this. And then all of a sudden he's the kid of a big, th- one of the big three mm-hmm. and he's pissed off because well, Hades stole my mom. So like now I gotta go on this quest thing to go get her back. And you know, and then you can see later on, and especially like at the end of the series, when he's like, Hey, gods, you have to like claim your kids so that they're not just out there stumbling around and not sure of who they are and everything. Mm-hmm. And wasn't able to be corrupted versus Luke, but at the same time, like Luke was one of those like he was the warning of when you have two paths don't go the destructive one because you can tell like Luke still cares about Talia and Annabeth and Grover a little bit too like he that's still inside of him but he went down the path of no I'm gonna take back what I think is mine or what Mm -hmm. belongs to me what I deserve instead of no let's make sure everyone is taken care of mm-hmm. you know and yeah, it would it would suck to be zeus's kid because you go to camp half blood and you're like i'm zeus's kid i'm so special you're like who else is zeus's kid and a hundred hands go up and you're like ah <laughs> dad you dick <laughs> pretty much especially when zeus has to uh actually like start claiming his kids yeah that's but all then you also a lot of uh what is it called not children labor but when you have to claim payments for your kid when you're divorced i forget what oh it's um it's not alimony because that's alimony is when you don't have to pay the child support child support zeus is screwed there i hope he's got a whole palace full of gold for that because that's a lot of kids <laughs> well and also thinking about like the fact that hera is gonna come up to you and she's gonna know that it's not your fault but yeah. also she's gonna basically hate you because you're proof of her husband's infidelity and it's like yeah fantastic the queen of the gods hates me yeah <laughs> but I, I bet she picked out a few kids at least you know she's like yeah. well I, if i had to pick one you know yeah. <laughs> well I'm, I'm i i'm sure that she sits there and talia is probably one of them that she likes because talia not only sacrificed herself um so that you know her friends could make it to camp but then talia was the protection around camp to create the border um 
I'm sure she got pissed at her when Talia joined Artemis's huntresses because she was like, wow, way to like not take responsibility for your lineage here. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure she also understood at the same time, like this girl was literally a tree for most of her life and she comes back and her friends are grown up. She's still the same age though. And hey, there's this prophecy, but oh, look, there's your cousin who can help you, uh, <laughs> who could do that instead of you. Yeah, definitely. But <clears throat> all right. So more honorable mentions, but on the good side, who was your first honorable mention? Um, my first honorable list. mention is probably Obi-Wan Kenobi because he well he's my favorite Star Wars character of all time but he's always like so stoic and so noble and if you watch the Clone Wars he's got a lot of sass to him and he's just he's accidentally really funny like all the time in the Star Wars like he gets done killing General Grievous and he throws away the blast he's like oh so uncivilized and it's just I know he's like not really joking because he just killed a person, but it just comes off as accidentally funny. Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say my other honorable mention. Okay, I'll say one and then I'll say the other. Um, the next time, but Dean Winchester. Mm-hmm. Um. I didn't actually like learn about Supernatural until later in my life. I want to say about high school, maybe like my freshman year of high school. Um, because my friend who introduced me, we weren't friends until seventh grade. And, but I think it was either eighth grade or ninth grade that she, they told me about it. Um, and then I just fell in love with the show. And then like, my best friend again, like she's Dean, I'm Sam. Mm-hmm. So if anybody understands that, that's exactly what we are. Um, but Dean is like, you know, you think about mental health and if you want to take the show in a completely different direction, you know, do what all the dreaded English teachers do where they try to find meaning in, you know, the nuanced whatever. Um, which, you know, I'm an English teacher, so woo, let's get this out of the way before I go into actually teaching. Um, but like all the demons that he has, but then also the trauma from his mom dying and by burning on the ceiling because a specific demon was like, hey, you broke the contract, so gotta die. Um, but then also like with John Winchester just not being that great of a father and role model and uh but you know he's still that he's gonna protect the world and there are times that he's like no I'm done with it but then he always comes back because he's like nope gotta protect the world and then his relationship with Sammy like that connection with siblings that you always have you can be pissed at him for whatever but they're your sibling you're still gonna go and help him out so (laughs) All right, next honorable mention for you. Oh, it's Dory from Finding Nemo. She's literally <laughs> the mantra of my life. You know, just keep swimming, just keep swimming. And anything gets bad, just keep swimming. She's literally been the mantra of my entire life. Definitely Dory. That, that sounds accurate. Um, mm-hmm. She is also my life when I forget things because ADHD. Absolutely. Yes, because I forget <laughs> a lot of things. Like my dad's like, do you remember to do this? Do you remember to do that? I'm like, no, but now I'll remember. Well, and it's like when you walk into a room and then you forget why you were there. You know, my dad is like, you're only 26. You shouldn't be doing this. You yeah. know, just wait till you get. I'm like, listen, if the thought wasn't fully formed before I started something else and thought of something else, then it's just, it's gone. The working memory is not there. Mm-hmm. It does not work. <laughs> um, so, my other honorable mention is Sam, of course. I said I would have to do one, then the other. Um, but Sam is my other honorable mention um, just because he's also like the super nerdy, but then he'll dive deep into stuff. And so he's also the geek. Like, I think if they weren't hunting to kill the monsters, 
that he would be sitting there going, look at this, this is so cool, and like just completely geeking out on everything. Um, which, fun fact, L. Woods got a higher, um, I think it's the LSAT, the lawyer test that they have to take. She got a higher score than Sam Winchester did, just so you know how badass L. Woods is. Um, but, you know, Sam is that he's I think he's probably more the closeted geek because he can't truly geek out how he wants to just based on everything that you know he has to do in his life Mm -hmm. um but you know he still has fun he hates that dean calls him sammy but you know dean's the only one who can call him sammy you can't do anything else and um so yeah i definitely was impacted by both brothers in my life Nice. Do you have any more honorable mentions that you want to um, spitfire real quick? Um, probably just one more. It's probably Kirby from the original Kirby series, just because he's like this small little puffball, and yet he fights demons and gods like every video game, just because he's just such a funny little guy, you know? He's always just like one of the characters that are my go-to video games. Hell, he's got a video game coming out in February, which is a remake of one of the top five favorite games of all time and um you know he's always been like a little inspiration for me like you can always achieve the impossible you know he's this tiny little puffball but he slays like gods and world-ending creatures almost every day of his life so uh that's it for inspirations for me um i will say my final two none of y'all should be surprised that this comes also from harry potter neville longbottom and Seamus Finnegan. Mm -hmm. Um, Neville, because, like, he grows into himself, especially um, with his actor, Matthew Lewis, you know, going from the adorable little chunk, but then growing into the very attractive um, Neville Longbottom at the end. Um, But, you know, even in the books, like, Neville was, had to grow into himself, learn to stand up to his grandmother, and um, be his own person and accept who he was. Um, also, Neville and I have a love for plants. I do not have any of my plant children with me here at school, but they're all at my house. And I wanted to murder my sister's cat because he ate two flowers off of my newest plant baby. Mm. But there was no murdering of cats, I promise. But um, he was called a brat multiple times. But <laughs> Um, but then Seamus was because, you know, when he kind of goes back to Stitch in a way and like some of the other experiments, like Seamus is always blowing stuff up, like it never goes right for him, but he still tries and he's still going. Um, and like in the last half of the book and the last movie, um, when Professor McGonagall tells Neville to go blow up the bridge so that Mm -hmm. they can't enter the castle that way and he's like well how do you say i do that she's like talk to seamus he's the one who's really good at blowing things up and it's like oh hey he actually you know could go into something and i don't remember if he went into like with the uh uh ministry if he was helping to like test products and stuff to see if they blew up or whatever but (laughs) You know, I could see him doing that where he's just like, all right, let's see if this new thing blows up on random people, you know, and yep, it happens. So uh, we got to put that warning label out there. (laughs) So, yeah. Um, All right. So that is all for our episode today. Um, We always end with some recommendations for you guys whether it is um, movies, TV shows, books, music, anything geeky or anything that we super duper enjoy um, and want you guys to be able to enjoy too. So Carter, what have you got for us today? Um, Well, go watch that Family Guy Muppet scene. Just look it up on YouTube. It's really, really funny. Be warned, it is very disturbing though. Um, I don't have too many recommendations this week. Oh, 
Watch Alvet Elementary. It's a great, great comedy on HBO Max. I just finished binging the entire thing when I was over in Iowa for a little bit with my family. And I can comfortably say it's like, it's it may be in my top 10 comedies of all time. I don't know. It's really, really funny. And rewatch the Ant-Man movies on Disney Plus because Ant-Man 3 comes out in about three weeks. So yeah. yeah, that's about it for me. How about you, Hope? All right. Uh, mine are Supernatural, of course. Y'all need to go watch that. Um, if you don't want to be emotionally damaged, don't watch past season four, I think. Um, it's the season where Soulless Sam. Don't watch past... When you get to Soulless Sam, just stop watching if you don't want that super emotional damage. Um, but if you're okay with emotional damage because you've been emotionally damaged by other geeky things, have at it. Uh, you get to meet some really awesome characters throughout the entire show. Um, and some that you sit there and go, why did you bring that person back? They they literally suck. Like You, you wrote them terribly, but you know, whatever. The show's over now and they're um you've got the winchesters out which may or may not be renewed by cw because they're pulling some weird stuff over there um but my other one is fire country which is on cbs um it has billy burke who if you're a twilight fan um you know him as bella's dad um he's on there you've got um max i always said Thoreau, but it might be Terriot, how you say his last name. Um, he was on SEAL Team. He was on Nancy Drew with um, uh, Emma, not Watson, not Stone. Um, I can't remember her last name. The other Emma. Um, not Emma Thompson either. Um, oh my gosh, I can't remember. I'm forgetting her name. Um, but she was in the holiday and uh a few other movies uh he was on seal team as well but now he's on fire country as the main character Bodie. um it is absolutely fantastic it's about i'll give a brief synopsis for anyone who doesn't know um so Bodie is in jail but there is a program in california that uses inmates inmate volunteers and applicants um, who are approved um, to help fight the forest fires. And so they go to fire camp, which is also known as con camp, and it helps to reduce their prison sentence for some of them. Um, and so he's there trying to reduce his prison sentence. He ends up going to the con camp that's um, in his hometown and so he has to deal with all the demons of why he left and everything and um some people say that you could just like jump in um which you can it's not completely like you know you don't have to fully know a ton of stuff but they do you know some stuff is set up earlier but i also liked it um i liked that you can see the progress that the characters have made in their relationships together. So mm -hmm. I say start it from the beginning, which you can do on Paramount Plus, because um, like I said, it is on CBS. It is fantastic. It's amazing. Um, they don't just fight fires. There are, you know, so it's not just fighting fires. It's other, you know, things that firefighters would be doing and paramedics and, um, and it's set in California and the scenery is gorgeous. Um, so yeah, those are my two recommendations. Oh, and also, um, if you wanted the, um, how to follow the Cherokee Nation on TikTok, um, it's literally at the Cherokee Nation and they are verified. So make sure that you follow the one that's verified. Um, but they have different videos that'll like teach you how to write in their native language and how to do various things and like speak and what it means and so it's really awesome to follow them i love all of their videos that they post um i have not found out if the chippewa tribe here in mount pleasant has a tiktok or not but i think it would be really cool if they did and we found that too um but yeah 
So if you guys want to reach out to us on our social media, we had Twitter and TikTok. I know in the past I've said Facebook. We're just going to, we'll, we'll restart the Facebook and I'll let you all know when uh, we are doing that. But yeah, so um, you can follow us on Twitter. You can reach out at Raving Geeks or you can um, reach out to us on TikTok as well. Um, also at Raving Geeks. And then you can leave a comment wherever you're listening. Um, if you're on YouTube, go ahead and leave us a comment about like what our next question of the week should be, um, what our topic should be, you know, anything. Or, you know, if you have comments on our, any of our episodes, you know, want to add to our discussion, we'd love to hear from you guys. So, as always, I have been Hope Goodrell along with my co-host. I'm Carter Sally. We hope that you guys have a great weeky and that you stay geeky. See you guys later. <laughs>